If there's a better place to spend mid-January than Hawaii, let me know. Till then, I'll have to make do with Wailai Country Club on the island of Oahu, where Earl and I are getting our last reps in before tomorrow's start of the Azawa Open and warming our bones in the tropical sun. It feels so good to be warm and out of that stall at Big Oaks. I'm hardly bothered by the fact that 50 people are lined up on the range behind Earl, and two are watching me, one of whom is my new caddy, Johnny Abate. Earl's fans, who have taken to calling themselves Earl's platoon, aren't content to stand and gape. Every time he pures another four-iron, they ooh and ah and shower him with love. This is your year, Earl! Hell yeah, buddy! You're the man, EF! And my personal favorite, Earl Fielder, is EFing good. I guess they don't get out much. I mumble under my breath to the object of all this adulation. What makes you say that, Travis? To clarify, I should probably point out that Earl has enjoyed a dramatic change in fortune since caddying for me in my rookie season in 96. For starters, he is now a member of the senior tour himself. He earned his playing privileges by finishing second in the 97 Senior Q School, then backed it up with one of the most consistent rookie seasons ever, ending the year with 23 straight top tens. But what changed everything and transformed him into a bona fide celebrity is that Reebok commercial, which juxtaposes Earl on tour with old footage and photos of him from the late 60s in Vietnam. No one is happier for Earl than me. But do I find the clamor for autographs and photographs at restaurants and airports just a wee bit annoying? Of course not. I'm a bigger person than that. Working on anything in the off-season? I ask. Just tried to tighten everything up a notch. Keep the arms and body more attached, have it all move in one piece. Jesus, Earl. You already got the most buttoned-up swing out here. To get it any tighter, you'd need a monkey wrench. But, as Earl stripes a couple more, I realize he may actually have succeeded. Watching Earl, his broad forehead beaded with sweat, is like watching an old-world Italian mason build a wall. There's no wasted motion. Every move and gesture is paired to the nub. You're striping it better than ever, Earl. And that's saying something. You're going to get that win this year, maybe two. I wouldn't bet on it, says Earl. I'm too much of a grinder. I may not stink it up, but I rarely go real low either. Don't roll it well enough. But I'd trade all those seconds and thirds for one win, and not just for the exemption. I want something to be remembered for. And once you get your name engraved on silver, it's hard to get it off. How about you, Trav? You work on anything up there on the tundra? See for yourself. I pull my five wood, aim my club face and feet slightly right of my target, and as I swing, I focus on keeping my hips turning and really letting my arms go, ripping down, through, and up. The ball takes off with the usual trajectory, but a hundred yards out, shoots up like a rocket when the afterburners hit. It bends slightly to the left before landing softly, 215 yards away. Son of a bitch, says Earl. 
I need to see you do that again. I dislodge another Titleist from the pyramid-shaped pile, nudge it into place beside the long, shallow divot, and turn on the ball one more time. Well, I'll be damned. The high fucking draw. The suavish shot in golf. I just have one question. What's that? Why? There isn't one hole out here where you'll need it. It's for Augusta. Augusta. How else am I going to keep the ball on those reachable par fives, 13 and 15 in particular? Those are birdie holes, Earl. You're not birdieing those. You're losing half a stroke to the field. I know that, Travis. You're not the only one with the TV.